Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everyone. It's Countess Luann from the Royal Housewives of New York, and I'm on Hollywood Raw talking about all kinds of things like paparazzi pictures, uh, Fosé all day, Royal Housewives, and of course, why we love New York City so much. See you soon. Hey everybody, it's Tony Robbins. Hey guys, I'm Audrina Patrick. Hey, this is Adam Carolla. You're on the Hollywood Raw podcast. You're watching Hollywood Raw. You're listening to and watching Hollywood Raw. This is the Hollywood Raw podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glynn. The podcast humanizing Hollywood. From celebrities to media moguls, even paparazzi and bodyguards have come to break news, break their silence, or just have a great conversation on Hollywood Raw. If they're on Hollywood Raw, there's a reason. From Page Six to TMZ, Daily Mail, and People Magazine, everyone is talking about the Hollywood Raw podcast with Dax Holt and Adam Glenn. What's up, Dax? What up, butter? How are you? I'm good. I say, what's up, Dax? Like, what's up, Doc? But what's up, Dax? Just keep going. Okay. Sounds Just good. move forward. <laughs> Welcome to the Hollywood Raw podcast, where we like to say reveal the fourth wall of Hollywood. Uh, today's podcast is very exciting. We have Countess Luann on. Uh, Luann from The Real Housewives of New York. Um, and we've tried for to get her on for a while. She's like she's one of those very popular housewives like everyone's trying to lock her down and i saw her do one interview i was like we need to get her come on <laughs> so <laughs> do another interviews get her on here i'm excited to talk to luann uh before we get to the i want to ask you dex yeah um because you just you know your background you have more than a decade experience in news journalism you your job was pretty much being a photo editor saying uh, mm. uh, when you used to work as one job saying you look at all the paparazzi photos just, what did you say you were you were like a at TMZ, editor. did you not want to say TMZ? No, I didn't want to say him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was the, the, yeah. the <laughs> I was in charge of all the photos coming so, in and out of TMZ. Yes, you saw all paparazzi photos. You were lined to the first wall of defense of defend of saying, "Hey, we should use this photo. We shouldn't use this photo." Um, but you saw all the photos. Now, there was a lot of angry people uh, okay. with the Bob Saget funeral photos. Mm. What are yes. your you know, a lot of people are commenting saying, you know, this should be a private thing, paparazzi or dirtbags. What are what is your take when you saw the Bob Saget funeral photos? Uh, well, I knew Hollywood Raw was not going to be posting them. I mean, that was one thing that I'm I, I'm I'm at a bit of, about not posting that stuff. The weird part is we live in this society where. You know, you go on Facebook, people are posting photos uh, of funerals or at memorials. And um, it's a tough call. It really is. You know, I, I think that there's going to be an outlet out there that posts them. And whether you like it or not, it's it's news. You know, if you, if you remember back to Michael Jackson's ceremony, I mean, that was I remember helicopters flying around, news cameras watching them pull the hearse into the the cemetery i mean it's funny it's like if it's a paparazzi photo it's not welcome however if it's a channel four news helicopter live streaming it suddenly it's okay you know it's it's 
it's it's a weird paradox where people want to know that it's happening. They want to know all the celebs that went to it, but like don't show it to me because then it feels gross. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny because I saw the New York Post post the photos from the funeral holding the casket, and then the comments were just very against the New York Post, and I'm like. Did they do the right thing or didn't do the right thing? And you're right. People kind of want to know who showed up, but then it's, they want to know. They like, listen. They're they're reading and they're like, "Oh, look, John Mayer was there. Oh, look, this person." You know, and it's like they want the information, but they don't want to know how the information was found. It's like eating a hamburger. You know, like I, I don't want to see the cow that it came from. I just want the hamburger there. And I feel like that's what people feel like with paparazzi photos. They enjoy paparazzi photos. They want to look at paparazzi photos, but like. I don't want to know how they got made. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about that. It's such a touchy subject and it's weird. I know we didn't want to touch it because mm-hmm. we didn't know if we it's felt just it. like what is what like what what that's not going to help. You know, it's it's just going to yeah. piss people off, you know, and I, I feel like there does need to be a certain line of, you know, let them have their day. We, we don't we don't need to post photos of this moment in time when people are grieving and sad and. You know, so for me uh, on my platform, no, I we didn't need to post them. But when you worked at TMZ, you were the one looking at you know the Whitney Houston and Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. You, you you were just like, hey, Bolt, we have to, like, we have to show all this. Yeah, it's it, it's just it's a it's a different platform. I mean, TMZ is a different platform, and you know things that they get away with, other people don't. And um, yeah, I think I think they needed to be done in a way where it was shot on public property but yeah people want to see it at the end of the day there is a large curiosity for that kind of content yeah speaking of paparazzi though i'm, I'm curious how many paparazzi are waiting outside britney spears home every day right now you know she's the big shot after I think that many sister i mean her her and her sister going at it are, it's a pretty big news story yeah, so but, I but Brittany like, doesn't leave like she used to leave. You know what I'm saying? Like she used to go out and drive around daily. Now she doesn't leave that much anymore. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's she's almost imprisoned in her own home. Like she just yeah. doesn't leave her home. Um, her and her sister's situation is just getting crazy. You know, I was your sister's promoting promoting a book. Brittany thinks that Jamie's taking a you know trying to sell a book through her. So there's a lot of public well, she. About- she is trying to sell a book through her. Let's let's not sugarcoat that. She is using the Spears last name to champion this book. I do feel like there is a level of you're the sister. You're being just battered in media and you want to be able to stand up for yourself. And, you know, you got to realize Jamie, Jamie Lynn was very young when a lot of this stuff went on. So, like, can you really throw that much shade at Jamie? Like, why didn't you help out Brittany? She was young. She was like a child. You know, she what what the hell was she going to do for her sister? So I feel that she is getting unnecessary hate. Um, And then, you know, people want to always back the celebrity at the end of the day anyway. So she's going to be the, the, the villain anyway. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's I'm I'm curious how the story is going to end with these two. It's uh, it's just yeah. a wild situation. It's very public right now. Every single day, I mean, throughout the day, you're just getting updates on them, you know, like fighting through us, like we're the middlemen. Um, yeah. so it's uh, it's pretty crazy and wild. Oh, I just got an alert. Countess is in the building. Yes, Countess. So let me let me let me read a review real fast. A little shout out to someone who left it for us. All right, review, please. 
All right, this review is from LB Red. It says, love these guys. Great podcast. Dax and Adam ask great questions, and I love their commentary after their interview. After they interview their guests, I listen to a lot of pods, and this one is one of my favorites. Well, thank you, LB Red. I thank appreciate you. it. Adam appreciates it. Pat, our producer, appreciates it. Her dad appreciates it. We all appreciate you guys taking it the time. So appreciates it. Thank you. So uh, just want to give you a quick shout out. We love uh, reading your guys' comments and reviews. All right, let's get to Countess Luann because she is, I mean, she is reality star royalty. She is the, one of the stars of the Real Housewives of New York. She's been doing it for seasons and seasons. She is one of the legends on that show. Countess, welcome to the Hollywood Raw podcast. You're in New York now, correct? Yes. Okay, so I saw so many paparazzi photos of you during the holiday season. I felt like you were on this long vacation. Where where have you been the last few weeks? <laughs> um, I've been uh, actually on the beach in Tulum, Mexico uh, with some girlfriends of mine. We did something called Bikini Boot Camp. What okay. is that? Bikini Boot Camp is, uh, is where, you know, you have yoga and meditation and – clay you know mass baths and uh um sweat lodges where you send your praise to the universe uh you know a lot of very holistic healing kind of um events that happen at the hotel and so it's one of my favorite places a girlfriend of mine happens to own the hotel and um and so i always meet a couple of girlfriends down there and we do bikini boot camp for a couple weeks and get healthy and get some sun and relax um, I just gotten off tour when, when I went down there. So I was really looking forward to it and, uh, it was awesome. So we have a totally refresh Luann right now. How, are you feeling <laughs> amazing? I'm feeling good. You know, I'm you feeling look good. Yeah, thank you. I'm feeling, you know, rested and relaxed and, um, and I'm happy to be back in New York. Here go my, the window washers are coming up the building right now. It's like only in New York. <laughs> Is that awkward for you guys? Because I live in L.A. and I know both you and Adam live in New York. Is that weird when you have people just kind of popping their heads in? Because I got to imagine that's one of the most voyeuristic jobs on the planet. Yeah, right. Um, but it was funny, actually, while we were filming The Housewives, um, I had Billy Stritch here, who's my musical director for Cabaret. And he's sitting here and he's like, oh, my God, here goes two guys. But they're like waving, you know, <laughs> only in oh. New York. So I speak of the cabaret, how has COVID affected, you know, your cabaret? You know, uh, it's affected a lot of people, but how has your performances, you know, how have you been dealing with all of it? Well, you know, I, I, I was very lucky because a lot of my shows started at the end of November and into the first weeks of December um, before kind of Omicron like was back. And so I got in like 14 performances um, just in the month of December and, uh, and then, you know, I almost made it to the end and then my road manager or one of my people got, um, got COVID. So, uh, we couldn't make our Florida shows, uh, cause you know, he's just an integral part of my show. So, uh, we couldn't do it without that one person. So we had to cancel three shows at the end of December, right after Christmas, um, so, but, you know, all in all, I did 14 shows out of 17 just in the month of December. And I was, I felt very grateful that we were able to do that. And, um, you know, and so were my fans. They were just, you know, 
hoping and praying that nobody got sick from our group and that we could perform and um and it, and it worked out uh but then again you know we had to cancel three shows so i did a lot of shows in december and you know i'm hoping that i can go back on the road in the spring yeah you- what 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 is your plan are you you're thinking spring moving forward i mean god this the omicron is brutal it is like it is yeah. so contagious it's like everyone is getting this but you're, you're looking yes. for spring moving on i'm looking at april shows moving on um i know for sure i'll be in new york in april i'm going to be going to canada i hope um and uh out west out to la and so i'm looking forward to that do you do when you perform like the day of your performance do you have a usual routine like, are you like in total stage mode or like, what's your, what's your normal day preparation for a show? Uh, you-, you know, I, I, uh, I really, um, I really, you know, just do vocal warm ups and, you know, and, you know, relax, you know, try to just have a, a day that's just restful. And cause I was doing shows back to back every night. So, you know, um, just, you know, winding down at the end of the night and trying to get to bed early and, you know, and just doing vocal warmups and, you know, reviewing my script and, you know, but after 14 shows, it's like I'm on autopilot, you know? Um, so yeah, it's, it's been, you know, it's been amazing and, um, just really, you know, kind of just relaxing and mentally prepared. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you this: You uh, are you you're originally from Connecticut? Yeah, I grew up in a small town in Connecticut, in uh, Berlin, Kensington area, between New Haven and Hartford. So right in the center of the state, and um, and I moved to New York when I was in my early twenties, um, and then moved to Europe and and stayed for a long time, <laughs> and then you know came back and uh, found the housewives. Wow. That, how did you, was in Europe, where was your, like, if you said someone, I've never been, I've been to Sweden was the only place uh, of all places. Uh, uh, where, where was the best place to live in Europe? Mm. Well, at the time I lived in, um, I lived in Milan. I lived in Italy because I fell in love with the Italian culture and lifestyle and, and the food. Um, and then I got married and moved to Switzerland. So but if I had to move to Europe today, I'd probably go to France. Where's your favorite place to travel? It just in general, like, cause you know, a lot of people haven't seen the world out there and you've been to so many places. If you could have one place just to travel and I'm not talking living, I'm just, if you could recommend, Hey, get in a plane. If you ever have a chance, this is where you should go. Oh my gosh. Ugh, there's so many places. Um, I would say the South of France. Is one of my okay. favorite places. You know, just just doing that coast. You know, the uh, French Riviera, which then leads to the Italian Riviera. You know, you can hit like so many countries in a day. You know, just traveling down the coast of the Mediterranean, and you know, and be eating different food and experience a different culture. Just you know, from the time that we drive from New York to the Hamptons. You know, um, so it's pretty interesting, and you know, culturally interesting, and just. Um, you know, I, I always say to girls out there, because girls are like, we can't meet a guy. We can never find a guy like New York, L.A. I said, you know, get in the car and go to Europe, you know, uh, because it just seems like, I don't know, the lifestyle is just more, um, 
I don't know, relaxed in terms of that, mm-hmm. like dating and guys aren't afraid to come up to you. And yeah. you know what I mean? It's a little bit more relaxed in terms of sexuality. I don't know. No, for how sure. Often, how often are guys hitting you up? <laughs> oh my God. I actually had a dream last night. There was like at this party and, and like three guys who were, who were gorgeous were hitting me up. Um, but that wasn't a dream, unfortunately. Um <laughs> Uh, you know, like are your DMs blowing up? Remembering this right now. Um, um, you know, I was in Mexico, and there are people from all over the world. That's another place that I love to go because you have travelers from all over the world in you know Mexico. Um, and I love that. You know, I love the the I love the Mexican culture also, and I love the food as well. But um. Yeah, there were some guys, you know, in Mexico, and uh, me and my girlfriends had a really good time. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Oh, so what? What is your Whoa. what? What is your dating status? Are you just actively dating? Are you seeing anyone? I'm I'm just curious. You know, I'm I'm really not seeing anyone in particular. I'm just um, I was so busy with my shows in the fall that there was like forget about it, and so I thought, you know, when I go to Mexico, it'll be my time to like just relax and. I'm sure there'll be some guys around and, and there were, and I'm just, you know, I'm just dating and not uh, really seeing anybody. So, were, but looking were, forward to that. Cause I, you know, as you know, I like being married. I've been married twice <laughs> and um, I've, you know, had long-term relationships and Jacques and my French boyfriend. And um, so, so I'm looking forward to, you know, what's next in terms of uh, relationship for me. Are you into younger guys? Like, like, and like, is no, not really, not no. really. I like age, age appropriate. Yeah, yeah. And how are you? How how do you meet people? Like, I know you're saying Mexico, there were guys around, but like, I I, I find like there has to be so much pressure when you are a celebrity and you are a famous face. With dating is a, a whole different ball game in my mind for you because you're you're like. Mm-hmm actively going is this person into me or are they into my star or what are they you know so how do you meet people you know i um well specifically on this trip i think a lot of people didn't know who i was which is fantastic you know i love that because i don't want people to be interested obviously because of you know who i am etc and so a lot of people didn't really realize and um and, you know, I prefer it that way. Uh, you know, I haven't really met anyone that's like really interested in me because, you know, I'm a housewife. In fact, I think oftentimes that's a turnoff because, you know, my life is so public, you know, and a lot of people have skeletons in their closet. So, you know, why would they want to put their life out there just because mine is? Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, you know, it can, you know, it's, it's often um, not... Uh, the best thing for me in terms of dating, that's for sure. In the past year, what would you say you're the best date you, you've been on was? Like, I, I feel like when I think of you, Luann, I think guys are really kind of going all out when they put you on a date. Like, Dax, I've seen <laughs> Luann in New York City. She's tall. She's beautiful. She stands out in a crowd. So I feel like when guys see you, they're like, man, I'm going to bring my A game. So what what's the best date a guy's brought you out on? The best date? Oh, my gosh. Um... Well, I guess it was probably the opening of Phantom of the Opera with mm-hmm. Andrew Lloyd Webber actually being there, being the DJ. 
<laughs> oh wow that's a good one yeah that was you know to be at the opening of phantom and after covid and the theater's back and it was just beautiful and i i had never seen phantom of the opera so for me it was just magic and um and you know being with andrew lloyd weber at the end of the night was pretty amazing too so i was impressed that's a good one and then that one just that date fizzled out after that or what what's that i said that date fizzled out after that <laughs> no not yet okay all right i i like i like and what, what would you say is the the biggest turnoff a guy could do like on a first date <laughs> chic say la vie say bon say bon texting on a date if you make a lady wait she'll take a pass <laughs> part of <laughs> my music right oh, i can't stand people that are on their phone i mean it's just so rude right it's like i'm sitting yep. in front of you and you're going to be on your phone really um <laughs> yeah yeah that and you know just not being able to behave like a gentleman you know absolutely so you are now a reality star you're a reality show veteran you're a housewife legend you know if you could do it all <laughs> over again what would you do it how would you do it differently Oh my gosh. You know, I just think life's, uh, g gives you the twists and turns. Um, and you know, I was in Milan, I was slated to go to California, uh, to become, you know, Hollywood actress because I was working in television over there. My agents like now it's time for you to go to Hollywood. You're famous in Italy. Now you go to California. This is how we do it. Blah, blah, blah. And then I met the count. And uh, I fell in love and I made, never made it to Los Angeles. But, you know, part of me, you know, I, and, and I do act, I do scripted things. I've been on Law and Order. I've been on Royal Pains and other things. So, you know, what's next for me? I'd love to do a scripted show also, you know. Um, you know, Bridget Everett's got a new show, which is a big hit on HBO now. So I'm so happy yeah. for her. She's actually been in my cabaret show, um, came as one of my guests once and i'm so happy for her and murray hill who's a really good friend of mine um so yeah i'd love to do some scripted and you know if i had to change you know I, i'd be, do, be doing more acting than reality sure and, and how did you how did you or, wind or hosting late night show late night with lou <laughs> no i i love love yeah. the like late night stuff now what, what you guys are doing you know <laughs> how did you well if you need a podcast let us know you know uh if um you know if when you when you how did you wind up on housewives that's what i was trying to think sorry i got a little sidetracked there how did you end up on such a big show like this you know i it it, it just came to me i was at a party and i i met somebody called jill zarin and jill mm -hmm. zarin was this bold redheaded long island girl you know with that long island thick accent and i had just moved back from europe and I've been gone for like 12 years. So um, I just never met anybody like that. I didn't know anybody from Long Island and her accent just cracked me up and she was authentic. And I really liked her because she was authentic. She wasn't trying to be, cause I got a lot of that with people that wanted to be around me and my French aristocratic husband and you know, so I just found her so real and so authentic and I really liked her and we exchanged numbers and uh, then I went to Europe for, I don't know, a month on holiday. And I came back and I saw her, I saw her, an email from her saying that 
she was doing this TV show and that I'd be perfect for it. And, you know, that's my, that's been my background. You know, I used to work for Italian television. Um, and so I was like, Oh, great. Okay. And so I called her and, and I met the producers of housewives at the time it was called Manhattan moms. Um, and, uh, and that's how I got started on the housewives. It really just kind of came to me. We, we had Jill on a couple of weeks ago. She was phenomenal. Such a, such a good interview. Uh, but it sounds like if the timing was right, it sounds like she would come back. And I mean, what do you think if Jill was back on the show? I love Jill. I'm always, you know, I'm always having her on the show. Like whenever there's a party or there's a thing and I always invite Jill and, and try to get her back in, you know, the mix. And, um, and you know, it's up to the Bravo gods, <laughs> right? It's up to, up to certain Bravo uh people and i just you know i'm always rallying for her to come back so we'll see kelly uh kelly bensimone's been working it lately you know kelly's you know obviously with the a-rod story and then we're seeing a lot of photos of her in daily mail then we just saw photos of her in aspen um what are your thoughts about her you know do you think she's trying to come back to the housewives or really trying no, to I, I don't think so i think i think kelly's into her real estate thing i think that you know um, for certain people, it's just, you know, it can be too much. It's a lot, you know, there's a lot of drama, a lot of stress aside from the fun, you know, it's, it's, it's a big job. And, uh, and I think, you know, Kelly, um, you know, when she left, she kind of decided this is maybe not for her. So I don't think she's interested. Maybe I'm wrong. Adam, because uh, again, sorry, we just had her on as well. Didn't, okay. she, didn't she say that she would come back as well? She said she would come back, but I feel like, yeah. in my opinion, yeah, yeah, she did. But, uh, when this is my opinion, like, I feel like obviously she's doing her real estate and she's doing well with it. And then you saw the A Rod story and she's somehow getting photographed all the time. Somehow they saw her being photographed in Aspen and her, her snow pants. They recognized. Hey. Adam, do not do not knock people. You know no. we are all about I, people doing their thing. You know, keeping the press going. I would never knock someone for calling paparazzi. I think that, it's the smartest what you got to do. I listen. I think it's the best thing for her to do. I think it's very smart for her brand, for her career. So I just think she, in my opinion, I feel like she's trying to itch her way back on the show. And I feel like the show. I don't think it could use it, but it's like it's not. I wouldn't be mad if she came back on the show. How? No, I I don't think yeah. so. I, I think she's gorgeous and she's a great eye candy. And, <laughs> and I think, you know, um, people uh, deserve another chance in life. You know, I, I feel like, um, you know, like, for example, those pictures that you saw, saw me on the beach, I didn't call a photographer. So, you know, I was just a surprise. I was so surprised. I was like, wait a second, where's the guy with the long lens here? Because, you know, they were they were okay pictures, but they weren't my greatest bikini shots. Let's put it that way. Um, so, yeah, what, what Luen? What goes through your mind? Because obviously, I'm not a celebrity. I'm not getting my photos taken on the beach, and I, I feel that I can be self conscious or ridicule myself. Do you feel like the second you see a Google alert come up, are you like, oh boy, like what are these yeah. photos gonna look like? Are you scared? Like actually, when you see those photos, does it freak you out a little bit? Like what the hell? Like who's spying on it me? Does. It does because I just think I'm here. I am being private and alone, you know, and and so I feel, you know, there's a certain sense of feeling taken advantage of because you know they're selling these photographs that I have not given them permission to take, and so you know, or 
was did I have any knowledge that they were taking them? So you know, it's it's it never feels good to not you know be in the driver's seat and you know have someone taking pictures of you and you're totally unaware of it. Um, but on the other side, have you seen a photo set that went out that you were like, "Damn, Luana, looking yeah. good." Um, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> you know, and a lot of people do call their own photographers. A lot of celebrities do that all the time. Yeah. So at least if they're going to have a picture, here's a good one instead mm-hmm. of crapping oh, when you're going to no, try man. to sneak, sneak on the beach. You know. I th- no, I think it's the smartest thing to do, Luann, When it comes to casting for the show. Do you have any input on casting or can you do you have a good enough relationship with Bravo now where to say, listen, I know a girl, she'd be great on the show. Can you actually pull the strings to get her an audition or a meeting with Bravo? Oh, you know, sure. I mean, listen, we've all had friends that we've, you know, wanted to have on the show. And um, I think, you know, we we don't make the ultimate decision, obviously, but, you know, we kind of do weigh in here and there on on, you know, people. Um, of course it makes a big difference if somebody knows you, you know, because that changes everything, especially if they know me and Sonia and Ramona. And so let's like Dorinda, for example, Dorinda made a great, you know, addition to the cast and we all knew her. So, so yeah, there's a certain, um, amount that, that we do get to weigh in on. What what do you think? (laughs) Sorry, I, I just thought about this question, but what do you think you'd be doing right now if you didn't quit nursing all those years ago? <laughs> um, well, listen, I quit nursing when I decided to move to Europe as a, as a model in New York um, because, you know, I heard all the models talking about Europe, Milan and Paris. And I was like, oh, I want to I go to these places. And so, you know... I didn't want to lose on that opportunity. And so, you know, of course, you know, nursing is a whole another thing um, that I love doing. And I did, you know, for three years before I moved to Europe, even in New York city, I was a, I was a nurse slash model. So, you know, there was model slash waitresses and model slash actresses. Um, But that was my secondary job, you know, to make ends meet because, you know, I wasn't working all the time as a model. So, um, but when I went to Europe, that was, you know, the time that I stopped, you know, nursing and, um, and then eventually just found television, you know, through, you know, being in the right place at the right time. I met Diane Furstenberg's husband, Egon, at a party in Europe. And he said, what are you doing here in Italy? And I said, I'm trying to model, but it's not going very well. And he said, meet my friend, Johnny Manganelli. He lives in Roma. So Johnny Manganelli goes, come to Roma, bella americana. I give you a job. So I went to Rome. I followed up. Um, and I got a job like being the Vanna White of Italian television. So that's how I started my TV career. So awesome. I, know, I was like turning letters. I didn't have to say anything. I was like, oh, okay. And then I realized if I could speak Italian, that I could you know, really go far in the television world. And that's what happened. And you know, and then I was skiing with my Italian boyfriend in Switzerland and I met my French husband. So there you go. That's amazing. <laughs> in New York City, who was the one celebrity that you run into the most? Oh my gosh. Hmm. Run into the most, you know, I don't know, Don Lemon, Carson Kressley. Um, <laughs> Where do you see uh, Don Lemon usually? Yeah, you know, Don is my neighbor in the Hamptons. Oh, okay. um, and I love Don and Carson and I are good friends and um, I probably see them the most in New York and uh, 
gosh, who else do I see a lot of? Hmm, to think about that. Well, you know, Kristen Chenoweth, you know. Yeah. Do you see, I mean, I feel like everyone, do you see, do you run into Andy a lot? Andy, I don't run into because he lives way downtown and I live way uptown. So it's not like we cross. Yeah. We cross getting coffee in the morning, but, um, but you know, we're, we're in, we're in touch. He just said, he just did a great video for my Fosé because he loves my Fosé Rosé. Yeah, your nope. Fosé, which is the non-alcoholic wine, is doing, you know, it was uh, it was recently released. What was, you're sober now, so was that really the inspiration behind it? Listen, I, you know, I I take it day by day in my life because, you know, you, you only have one today, right? So mm-hmm. um, when I uh, came up with it, it was like, oh my gosh, was it last summer or the summer before even um, when COVID first started? I remember it was that summer. And... My daughter and I were looking for options out there and we didn't find anything that we liked. So um, that's when we had the idea to to create our own. Um, and, and and I love it because it's exactly what we wanted in terms of the tastes. We went through, you know, tastings and the whole thing. And I, what I really wanted was an elevated bottle, <clears throat> looking bottle so that you could be at a party and whether you're having Fosé or a Whispering Angel, you know, they look similar and I wanted them to be similar in color. And in fact, my friend owns the brand Whispering Angel. So that's why I bring it up because he's a French, you know, a friend of mine who lives in the South of France who created Whispering Angel. And I wanted something that mimics wine, um, looked like wine um, and tasted good, which was low calorie um, and had really good um, ingredients. And, and this is what we we made and you know i couldn't be happier with how it turned out um my fans are really loving it um like i said andy just posted about it because i've been sending you know some bottles to some celeb friends of mine and um and everybody's loving it and you know and what's better than that i mean to create something um and i think there was a real niche in the market for something like that um you know there's a lot of other products out there but not one that you can order, you know, I'd be out with friends and I'd have a Perrier and they're like, eh, you know, friends don't mind. But then, you know, people at the other table, like, oh, she doesn't drink. You know, there's such a stigma around it that I wanted to take that stigma kind of away and be like, I'll have a Fosé, you know, and, um, and, and have a beautiful bottle and not, and feel like you're part of the party. Um, even if you're not, you know, drinking and, and it's not for people that don't drink it. At all, you can also have a glass of rosé, and then you can have a glass of fosé. Um, and I gave it to a girlfriend of mine once who loves to drink her rosé, and uh, she didn't really realize she wasn't drinking real rosé. So that's that's a great you know nod to how good it is as um, as a faux wine. You know, yeah. it's funny because you know, I, I guess I hadn't processed all these situations that it could really work in. And as you were talking about, it, I'm like. It makes so much sense. It's brilliant because there are a lot of people out there that, you know, whether you're sober or you're just not into drinking, whatever the case is, you do want to be a part of the crowd and you want to be there with your friends and you don't want to feel like the one drinking an iced tea while everyone's pouring back their wine. And I think it's so smart to have people feel included and, you know, and really enjoy that. So 
brilliant on your, you know, this idea of non-alcoholic wine. I really, I, I know, I, I actually fell in love with it as you were talking about it. Yeah, <laughs> it and it's smart. Like you're taking wine and taking the alcohol out of it. Yeah. Um, it's it's built on all these amazing ingredients, um, uh, which I mean, even has like some tannins, so it has that little, you know, that little a uh, bitter taste. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, uh, gosh, the, the list of ingredients, I mean, there's not that many ingredients in it, but they're all, you know, uh, berry and low calorie, which is really important to me. I want, you know, the, I, I want it to be low calorie because, you know, I've been at the mercy of mocktail people who are making mocktails and, you know, either they're sugary, they're not the right taste. Um, and so, you know, this takes all of that away and, and you have something ready to go that's brought to the table and there's no guesswork in it. So that's that's what I love about Fosé. And what sparked your sober life was just I want to I want a lifestyle change. I, I need to healthy up because I feel like that's what a lot of people is. Oh, I can, you know, just have a healthy lifestyle. Like what was it that sparked it yeah, for you? And I want to ask you something. And this sounds I, I just want to learn. I say this from a learning thing and because I'm not familiar. Do you? Like you're sober now. Do you consider yourself an alcoholic or do you consider yourself a person who I don't I try not to label myself, you know? I really don't. I don't want to label myself. Um, so I I take it day by day. Obviously, my goal is to not drink. And um, so this is why I made, you know, Fose. Yeah. No, that's I I get it. I um and what what other like obviously you, you're touring you got the the wine now it's some part i think it's actually one of those ideas that's so smart that you actually like hit yourself like why didn't i think about this sooner it's because uh, <laughs> it's it's a great idea and i love the name as well is there any other business adventures that you're also trying to get into besides this and like, you know uh moment well you know i um for the moment, I'm just enjoying that this is doing well and everybody's, you know, um, loving the product. And, you know, who knows? Maybe I'll make, you know, other drinks, um, not just the Fosé. Um, and, you know, I've always got some other things in the works. And I'm actually working on a book, um, <laughs> which is a long time coming. Uh, really, it's a, um, a memoir. And so I've got a lot of different projects. But between Cabaret... Um, working on the show, hopefully coming soon. And, uh, and the Fosé in the book, I'm, you know, I got my hands full and I have children too. So, you know, <laughs> and <laughs> so with, um, you know, with obviously the pandemic and housewives was put on hold there for a little bit, did you guys, did all the cast members stay in contact through that time of no filming? Oh yeah. I mean, I just, uh, got a text from Sonia. Hey, where are you girls? <laughs> Um, spoke to Leah recently. So we stay in touch. We, you know, we have a group text message, you know, thing and we, you know, and we talk and so, you know, we had a little bit of a hiatus, but we'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> and there was Absolutely. No, uh, there was no reunion. No, no, there wasn't. We just, I feel like we just got to, um, the season ended. We were all in kind of at a good place. Um, I was traveling, everybody was kind of all over the place and, you know, and, uh, and, you know, we, like I said, we landed on a good place at the end of the season. And I think because of how late everything landed that, you know, it's just the timing was off. And, um, and so, you know, I'm looking forward to next season. Yeah. And it, were you in town for new year's by the way, or were you in Mexico? 
I was in Mexico already. Oh, uh, you 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 missed uh, all the the craziness on CNN with Andy and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I was like, did he get his fose yet? <laughs> <laughs> right, that would have been a perfect moment. That moment is. Hey guys, we're you're getting a little goofy. We need to hand you over. I, I personally, I enjoy all the craziness. I love watching people get drunk on TV. It is one <laughs> of my favorites. So I had nothing negative to say about that. I was just curious if you got to watch all of that. No, go I didn't even see it, but you know, I heard about it. <laughs> <laughs> part, of, part of the yoga retreat is we don't have TVs. Oh, that's good. That's nice. Probably the best part. Um, Luann, we want to do a thing where we do what ifs with you. It's a quick game. Uh, just kind of see, you know. Pick your brain real quick and just a quick fun answers. Okay. Uh, you know, so what if you were stuck on a deserted <laughs> island with one cast member from Real Housewives of New York? Who would it be? Well, let's see. I guess it'd have to be Sonia. <laughs> okay. Because she makes me laugh. <laughs> she makes me laugh too. <laughs> if uh if you never moved to New York, where do you think you would be right now? Oh my gosh, if I never moved to New York, I'd probably still be in Connecticut. Okay. That's true. Uh, yeah, New York changes your life. Yeah. Um, if you could go to one restaurant in New York City, what would it be? Hmm. Le Bernardin. I've never been there. It's good. Oh yeah. Well, it's Eric Repair. He's like. Yeah. All and right. he's a friend. And he's a friend. So. Adam, next time I'm out, we're going. Okay. Oh my God, Le Bernardin, you have to go. Yeah. It's um. Fun. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? To fly. If you had one last cabaret show to perform, where would you want to perform it at? Mm, God, probably, probably the Chicago Theater. Okay. It's gorgeous. Yeah. How many? Yeah. How many seats in that place? Four thousand people. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. I played there and uh, was one of my favorite shows because it's the theater is so epic and gold gilded and, you know, and it was the biggest audience I've ever had. So if you were to host a celebrity dinner party, who would be like the top five celebs you'd want to have at a dinner party? Oh, my gosh. Well, I can't imagine. Well, like I said, Don, uh, Kristen Chenoweth. You don't, and you don't, you don't have to know these people. They could okay. be just oh, okay. whoever you want. Your celebrity oh, faves that you Bradley would love Cooper. to have a dinner party. Bradley Cooper, um, Lady Gaga. Okay. Barbara Streisand, and we need another guy. And Brad Pitt. Nice, I like it. Okay. okay. <laughs> What if I went through? We don't know each other. (laughs) (laughs) What if I went through your phone and went through your your DMs? Who would be the one person I saw on the DMs that'd be like, "Man, that's that's pretty awesome." Oh my gosh! Hmm. Uh, hmm. (laughs) I like looking at you as you think about this answer. You're like, I know. That means there's a lot of DMs flowing in. I'm, I know. I'm guessing. Mean, right, Sam? Who? <laughs> My girl who helps me with social media. I'm like, who? who, who? <laughs> there's so many. But uh, not so many. I'm not that popular. <laughs> um, <laughs> but let's see. Mm. Uh, Kyle Richards. That's a fun okay. one. 
That's cool. I love Kyle. Well, you guys are legends. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you could travel back in time and change one thing, what would that one thing be? Back in time and change one thing, what would that one thing be? Mm. I think maybe blue eye color. <laughs> you got to travel way back in way time back. to when you were way like a zygote. Yeah. <laughs> Change my genetic. Don't it make my brown eyes blue? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah, Luann, I just, you well, know, That's I, a good song for me, right? Got to write that down. Write it down. Yeah. Who's actually? Have you? Are you working on any? Like, you've done duets with some really fun people. Is there anybody you're working on, like in the potential of talks to, to may work on a song together at all? You know, um, not at the moment. I mean. Uh, in the past, I've had some, you know, talking about remixes of my music, et cetera. But, um, you know, like most recently, Kristen Chenoweth was going to come into one of my shows and we wanted to do something together. Um, and it just, with COVID, it just never happened. And she was at the Met. Um, anyway, I, uh, who knows? I mean, last time I collaborated was Desmond Child, you know, on yeah on that song. And most recently was Billy Stritch and... Um, Bruce Roberts, you know, who made um, my new Christmas song. Would there, could there potentially be a song with you and Melissa Gorga? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> she was just on the ultimate girls trip with me. Yeah. Up and I don't, <clears throat> I don't believe that she's still kind of like into the singing thing. Right. Cause we haven't had heard a song from her in a while. No. So, um, so I don't know, but that could be interesting. Yeah. That'd be fun. Um, yeah, she's cute. She's adorable. Yeah, the and so if people want to check out your wine, is it where? How do they? How can they get your wine right now? So they can go to drinkfose.com. Um, I'm going to be doing um, sh uh, talk shop live um, tonight at seven o'clock Eastern time. So um, I have a link in bio in my on my Instagram that you can check out. But drinkfose.com is where you get the fose. I'm doing talk shop live tonight. So I'm looking forward to that. And it's my first time. So I'm um, looking forward to that. And um, and I'm going to be in a new store. What is it called again, Sam? Spirited Away. Oh, Spirited Away, which has like five stores in New York City, mm -hmm. um, which uh, sell non-alcoholic beverages. Um, so excited about that and got some dis distribution, you know, deals going on. And so, uh, yeah, so drinkfuzzy.com and, and check me out on Talk Shop Live if you're around tonight at seven, and um, and we'll see you in Spirited Away. Actually, tomorrow night I'm doing an appearance in Spirited Away here in New York City. So, very, very cool. cool. You're a busy lady. Thank you for taking the time to stop by and chat with us. And good luck. I I want to see I want to see Fose on all the different shelves out there everywhere oh, because I, I really think it's a smart idea. Thank you guys. I. You know, we got it. You got to try it because it's really delish. You'll be like, oh, no, I understand. I, I will. I will get on. I will order because I want to support. So I will. Uh, I will. I'll order some and, and check it out for sure. Oh, thank you, guys. Dex, thoughts? I thought I liked her. I liked her. I'd never, um, you know, obviously I hadn't had any interactions with her over the years. So mm -hmm. I didn't know what to expect. But I liked her. She's fun. I mean, uh, <laughs> I. 
dude, I wasn't lying when I said I actually really like the concept of her wine. Like I, I went into this like, oh, God, we got to talk about someone's like non-alcoholic wine, like so random. But as she was talking, I'm like, that's a really smart idea because I, I have people in my life that can't drink. And for them, I know that it is awkward sitting at a table and when everyone else is getting drinks, not because it's necessarily like they, they know they don't want to be drinking. But like that feeling of everyone else just ordered, I honestly thought it was a good idea. Well, you see what other people in the Bravo series have done. You know, Bethany Frankel was a skinny girl, skinny girl margaritas. You mm -hmm. know, Kyle Cook from Summer House doing his lover boy. You know, these brands do well, you know, especially yep. with the Bravo platform behind it. So it's good to as a entrepreneur to take advantage of that. And it's, it's good. I mean, listen, Lu Luann is a like I said on the on the podcast, she's a veteran of the housewives franchise. Uh, she's just did the girls trip, which is like the, the best girls kind of, uh, went on the girls trip. So she's, she's doing her thing. Living her life right now. Life. She just got back she from Mexico. It was so funny when she was talking, I was like, this sounds like the bougiest Mexico trip I've ever heard of. Like, <laughs> for a few weeks. I mean, that's yeah. awesome. That's you so weeks doing yoga and meditation i'm like oh that must be a really expensive trip yeah that's something it's a very expensive trip but i from what i know i think she did very well from her first marriage she she got hit off very well so um well she's successful in her own right so yeah, she's very successful i i take that back uh she's very successful in her right from her uh burlesque shows which i'm telling you dax these shows are like so much in demand for her yeah. to do performances like it's it's a big deal when she performs like people are people go crazy. Well, she's a big deal. Like I, I really like when I told people we're having Countess on, they got really excited. I mean, we've had a lot of housewives on our show. It's funny as we're like, yep, Jill Zero. Yep. Kelly Benson. Like we've had a lot of housewives, but I think she's one of the most in demand housewives. Like everyone wants to talk to her. Yes. Um, but uh, thank you. Luann for coming on the podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Leave a review on iTunes. The best thing to do, you know, just leave a review. Support us, please. Yeah. We don't ask for money. We ask for reviews and five star yeah. ratings. That's, That's it. Awesome. But you got to do it on iTunes. It's super easy. Just go to iTunes, find Hollywood Raw, scroll down to the bottom, leave that review, please. We'll read. Uh, we'll read one on the air and uh, as a little thank you, a token of our appreciation for you. Yeah, we also have a private Facebook group and our fate on our Facebook page where if you have any questions, we'll give you the real dirt of what's going on. Some stuff we actually can't say in the podcast because uh, for legal reasons, because people <laughs> come after you. But we have a private Facebook Facebook group where we give all of the dirt. We're also on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we're on it all, especially we have these crazy behind the scenes celebrity videos that you can't find anywhere else. If you want to know what's really going on in Hollywood, LA, Miami, all what your celebrities are doing, follow us on those social media pages because we have crazy good content that's really awesome. Uh, you can find me at Adam Glenn, G L Y N. You can find Dax Holt, D A X H O L T. See you guys next time. A Huda Media Production.